Howdy, howdy here from Austin, Texas. I'm Reed and this is In The Huddle. I wanna welcome you guys to episode three and thank you all for tuning in. It truly does mean a ton to me. So let's get straight into my very deep analysis of the week. This has kind of been the uh, kind of been the treat, the trend the last couple of weeks. So I give this to, I give this to y'all in a couple different words. All right, this year, uh, I mean this week, it's just gonna be upsets, upsets, upsets. All right, that's kind of been the theme of the season already, but we're just getting more and more of that. And honestly, I love it. It's college football, and I love it. So let's go ahead and get straight into the action. Florida versus Tennessee is what I want to cover first because this game was everything that I want out of a college football game, right? Pretty high scoring. Both teams are battling it out. SEC environment, like, it does not get better, all right? So first of all, big game for Tennessee, right? I mean, obviously they didn't cover the 10-point spread that they initially they initially had before the game, but to me, a win is a win, right? They got the job done. I think it was the first time beating Tennessee since 2016, if I'm correct. And, I mean, Tennessee put on a show, right? Tennessee's offense looked great. Their defense led up like we expected. But at the same time, Florida's offense came out to play too, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, I mean, great SEC environment. I mean, it's phenomenal. Listen, when you when you go into an environment like that, you're in Knoxville, it's hot, you know, sun shining down. You got fans all around you. It's hard to play in that, so you got to give Florida credit as well for uh, playing as well as they did. And I want to talk about Anthony Richardson, right? I mean, amazing game, amazing game. I think he had over 400 yards, something ridiculous. I mean, he's just he's throwing the ball deep, con- consistently making big throws. And also, shout out to those Florida receivers. I mean, they were going up for the balls, coming down with the balls, and that was phenomenal to watch too. So, I mean, overall, I I mean, this game, I can't say enough good things about this game. I don't want to get too into it because we do have quite a few games to cover, but it was just everything that I want out of a college football game. And going into the weekend, this was kind of the big game that I was excited about, right? You kind of, I see this on my ESPN app. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to sit down and watch that game. And you know, it, it was great. It was great. All right. Miami versus middle Tennessee. All right. Next game I want to cover. Obviously an embarrassing blowout, and this wasn't a game, this was not a game that, you know, you all sat down and turned on your TVs to watch. You know, I recognize that. I didn't watch it. I kind of saw the highlights, and uh, I saw what some other people had to say about the game. And I'm just going to brush over it a little bit. So this kind of raised the big question of did A&M play a worse team than we thought? Right, going into that, going into that A&M versus Miami game, we were playing 13, we were playing Miami ranked 13. Right, we're thinking. All right, this offense isn't fully formed. New coach, a lot of new moving parts in the program. But this offense can do some damage. We got to hold them, and we can't let them score. We can't make them make big pass. We can't let them make big passes. Right. And I thought we played really well. And coming out of that game, I was like, we played a good. We played a good game, and we beat a good team. I don't think this changes anything. Right. I mean, the thing with college football is teams change week by week. Right. You're not the same. The one team that you get against when you play Alabama, right, you might, like Texas, you know, you, you, they keep Alabama within one score and they turn around and lose to Texas Tech, which we will get into that game in a minute. But I, I think there's just an aspect to it that's just, and, and y'all hear me say this a lot, but it's college football, you know, teams change week to week. And I think this was just a fluke loss, but I will say, I mean, Middle Tennessee, they came out to play. All right. I mean, they looked good and they were just beating down Miami. I mean, Miami just couldn't even get on the field. Their offense, their offense, I think, they took a they took a half break, right? They weren't even in for two quarters. So Miami just got outplayed. And I don't know if it was the day. I don't know if it was, you know, morale was down. Obviously, if you guys did watch the game, you saw Tyler Van Dyke got taken out third quarter. 
Uh, they didn't look much better, so that didn't really change anything. But, I mean, it was a home game for Miami, too, so it's just kind of one of those embarrassing games. It's kind of like the Appalachian State game, right? It just comes off, and it's a little embarrassing. But we'll see how Miami bounces back next week. Obviously, A&M, you know, they lost them to uh, Appalachian State, and now they're looking pretty good. And on the topic of A&M, let's go ahead and get into uh, Texas A&M versus Arkansas. A lot to cover for this game because uh, I was watching this one pretty thoroughly, obviously, a game I was excited for. And although A&M was favored, I feel like a lot of people in the college football community kind of saw Arkansas as kind of the winner coming out. You know, obviously, Vegas has them favored, but I feel like the general community saw saw Arkansas coming out on top because Arkansas can score fast, right? So a big thing for A&M this game that was kind of hard for me to watch and it was really sad, honestly, is Anaya Smith got injured. And why this is such a big deal, if you guys don't know, Anaya Smith is a uh, wideout for A&M. And it's sad because obviously he's going to he's gonna declare for the NFL draft at the end of the season. So that was kind of his last couple snaps as, a, uh, as an Aggie. It was sad to see too because, I mean, he's a huge part of our offense, right? And we're already not very, you know, great passing the ball. And I can say that pretty openly. We are not good at passing the ball. So little things like that is, are, you know, they are going to hurt us. I don't think it's the, it's not the end of the line for A&M. Like I said, you know, individual talent doesn't make a team. But, I mean, it's definitely disappointing. It's definitely disappointing. Obviously, you guys saw the end of the game, the missed field goal. I mean, you should have seen me in my living room. I, was, I, I think I jumped up and down for 45 minutes. I was throwing pillows everywhere. I mean, I, tears of happiness were coming out. You know, that it's just a tough matchup versus Arkansas. I've got a lot of Arkansas friends at my school, and, uh, you know, I didn't want to have to hang my head the next day coming into school. Um, but overall, I think a just played good. You know, I say we played good. We've, we've played better than we have. I feel like each week we're seeing improvement. And, you know, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see where this team goes. You know, I honestly can't wait to see where this team goes. Clemson versus Wake Forest is what I'm going to cover next, and it's going to be a game I kind of brush over. Because why I want to talk about this is obviously a high-scoring game, right? 55-41, Clemson was obviously favored going in. Uh, Clemson did come out on top. <laughs> but it's one of those double-overtime games, so it was exciting. But what I really want to touch on is how great both QBs performed. I mean, DJ, turnaround game for him, man. All, all the offseason, you know, people were talking like, oh, you know, DJ's improved so much mentally, physically, you know, QB awareness. He's just improved quarterback. And, you know, the first couple of the games, I didn't really see that. And I thought maybe they would turn to club Nick, you know, to fill in those empty, empty spots in their offense. But he looked great. And I, I'm really impressed with what he did this weekend. And, um, yeah, I'm just really impressed with both QBs. Uh, I mean, Hartman, you know, he played a great game. And uh, Wake Forest, I mean, both offenses just looked dominant. That's that's the thing that was exciting about this game. Both off- offensives looked so dominant, and both offenses were taking advantage of the other defense. So it was just a high. It was a good offensive game. Nothing to complain about there. I loved watching that game. Texas Tech wins over Texas, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Now, while I was watching this game, guys, I was in Top Golf. All right, and no, I'm not very good at golf, but I was there there for the food mostly. And I was looking up on that board, and there's Texas fans everywhere, right? And uh, Texas fans kicks that field goal to make it into overtime. And everyone's going crazy. Everyone's going crazy. I'm like, you know, darn it. You know, me as an A&M fan, on the, on, on the low, I'm kind of hoping Texas loses. You know, I'm kind of hoping Texas loses. I, I keep that on the low, though. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stay unbiased on this podcast. But, I mean, Texas Tech just played good. And to be honest, that environment 
in Lubbock was hard. It was hard to plan. And this is this is a game every year that can go either way, right? I mean, it's just always a crazy game. Going into this game, everyone knows that there was a chance that Texas Tech could upset, and it obviously happened. Now, what this means for Texas as a program, I don't know. You know, I mean, everyone got so excited about that Alabama game. And even me is like, I don't like Texas necessarily. You know, I'm obviously an A&M fan, but I was kind of excited because for a long time, we've been waiting for this team to kind of come up from the shadows and kind of perform how they're supposed to perform and how they're always predicted to perform. And they kind of do this every year, how they kind of lose some games that they shouldn't lose. I mean, I, I don't know. I think their program looks better, right? But I think there's definitely some there's some lingering flaws in the program, and that's some stuff that needs to be figured out by Sarkeesian. And, I mean, the weeks going forward, we'll see how they play. So Oklahoma versus Kansas State. One more game I want to brush over. Um, Kansas State's QB looked great. But overall, I mean – this is what we expected, right? Every year, Kansas State is one of those teams where when they go into a they go into a stadium, you know, it's not a hundred percent sure who's going to come out on top because Kansas State's one of those upset teams. And I, honestly, I kind of saw this coming, right? I watched the beginning of the game. I mean, just offenses looked great both ways, but especially Kansas State, especially late in the game, pressure didn't get to them. They scored and. uh they looked good. They came out on top, and that's all. I, that's all I really have to say about that game. Um, <clears throat> a couple good matchups this weekend: Arkansas versus. This, and these are some games I'm going to look into. Right, these are the games I'm sitting down on my TV and I'm turning on. So Arkansas versus Alabama, A&M versus Mississippi State, Wake Forest versus FSU, Oklahoma State versus Baylor, Texas Tech versus Kansas State, Kentucky versus Ole Miss, and Clemson versus NC State are the games that I'm going to be watching this weekend. And most of the games are, you know, going to be reported on next week on this podcast. Now, I want to get into a, a different topic than we've usually talked about on this show. And it's not, it's about football and it's about college and college traditions and what it, and what it means for college football to have this culture and tradition at different schools. Now, I'm going to take a gulp of water before I get into this, because this is a, uh, this is a subject that has been, uh, that has been really messing with me this past weekend. All right. All right, I'm back. I'm ready. So college football and culture is something that's interesting to me because so many people have different views on it. And why they have different views is because, you know, you have different culture. I mean, and, and every school has these diehard fans because they went there. They spent four years of their life there. I think that's what makes, you know, that what's, that's what makes college football special, right? The culture and the individual communities and the friendships and the families and everything that's centered around these cultures that, that these colleges create and specifically around their their football teams that they create. It's what makes college football special. And, and this is why I want to touch on this because it kind of relates to A&M. And something that's been bugging me that I hear often is this A&M is a cult and this A&M does weird traditions and A&M does this and A&M is weird. This is why this bothers me, guys, is because stuff like the, the weird things that you think every college does, that's what makes that college special. That's what makes it unique. That's what makes that community unique. College football is unique because of the fans, because of the cultures. And I know I keep real, you know, I keep relapsing and talking about the same things here, but this is something that's been bothering me just because I, I'm tired of hearing that, right? And I hate to go out on a limb and say this because you know some people might hate me for it, but this is my honest opinion. 
You are a bad college football fan in general if you do not respect every team's culture and their traditions. All right? I mean, that is what makes the game special. It's what makes the game fun, right? I mean, bottom line, that's my opinion on it. And I'll let, I'll let everyone else have their own opinion, obviously. Everyone's entitled to their own. But that's kind of my thoughts on it. Is, is that, that's kind of a frustrating thing I've been hearing is that cult stuff really messes with me. I don't want to get too much into it right now because I think that's something I'm going to progressively talk about more and more throughout this season. Um, but I think, I think that's about it for me today. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, guys. I'm Reed. This is In the Huddle, and I'll see you all next week.